to the Final Tackle Podcast, and it is Round 1 Recap. I'm joined by Steve-O and Jono. Um, not to be confused, because Steve Johnston and Jonathan. Jono is Jonathan, and Steve is Steve Johnston. Um, welcome, lads, and what are your thoughts on Round 1 and how it went as a whole? Take it away, Jonathan. Uh, g'day, CJ. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, good, thanks, good round to start off. <laughs> Continue, Take it away, mate. Yeah, go ahead, Jono. Continue, mate. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think it was a, I think it was a great round. We had some uh, good close games there. We had a, a few games that were tight and then kind of blew away at the end. Um, yep. You know, I think I think overall the the players did well considering you know round one. Uh, not too many uh, penalties uh, in the games. Um, last year, as I like know, to call it, the year of the pe- yeah. like the season of the penalty. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, the players seem to handle the the new balls are generally an issue at the start of the season. So yep. there's a few handling errors in, in a few of the games, a little bit sloppy, but I think they handled them quite well, um, especially over in the uh, the the Manly uh, Melbourne game where they were centralising the ball, so that that uh, could have obviously had a little bit of slipperiness to the balls there. But uh, I think they did quite well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of definitely. that Manly Melbourne game, it was a gun of a game because there was absolutely zero line breaks from both teams which shows that both of their defences, although Melbourne Storm won, neither of them let a player through at all. And I think that's that, that's honestly a good thing for those two teams, regardless of the outcome. What are your thoughts on that, of no line breaks in that game? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a very, very close game. Uh, it reminded me um, of the Parramatta uh, Dogs game uh, yes. from Thursday night. Yep. A very, very close game. Um, obviously, two two slightly different games there, slightly different styles by by the four teams. Um, but um, you kind of got the sense that you know um, during that game that that um, you know Manly were doing really well to 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 hold Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne making a few mistakes here and there. You know, just being a little bit sloppy with their passes they and, and what uh, for the first half, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, um, and and you could see the pressure was kind of mounting, and as as so many games go, um, when you see one team kind of uh, making all the inroads and kind of sitting in the opposition's half for a long time, um, you know, you, you you find that you get one one try go the other way, and then you know, kind of they kind of let it slip. So I, I think I think that try that. Um, uh, the first try that came kind of broke Manly's heart a little bit, and yep. um, look, I don't think that'll hurt them at all. Uh, I think they'll kind of, um, you know, learn and grow from that, and and uh, I think they'll be better for that experience. Yeah, no, fair enough. And uh, passing it off to Steve-O with your thoughts on the first game of the season, the Eels Bulldogs match, mate. <coughs> yeah, mate. Look, um, as you know, I'm a, a very loyal magic. Bulldogs supporter, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm also honest, as as I mentioned uh, during the commentary on Thursday night. Look, I was quite prepared to say, you know, first game of the season and the ball handling and the timing and, and all the rest of it, you know, probably justified in not, not quite being there. And then I sit down and watch Manly in Melbourne yesterday and think, well, you know, there it is. Uh, what a great game of footy yesterday. Um, I, I tipped Manly and I was actually a little bit disappointed uh, in the end, that the, the score sort of blew out a little bit. But uh, I thought Manly, I, as I said, and I'll probably say this every 
every week. So when it, when I'm right at the end of the year, I can say, well, I, I told you so. I still think Manly will win the comp, and I think um, they looked the goods uh, yesterday. They showed enough signs for me to suggest that they're going to be a tough team to beat every week, yep. assuming there is a comp uh, after round two. But look, doggies, 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 eels, mate. Look again, um, you know. Dean Pay was happy. He said that the effort was there, and, and I have to it agree. Was, the effort agree. was 100. But we don't want to get caught up as, as bulldog supporters um, in accepting that because the effort was good. You know that's satisfactory. We, we do need to improve. We need to look to, to score points. The points are in us because they were there at the end of last year, yeah. and I just not quite sure. I just think the handling and probably, as I said on the night, I thought. Um, Brandon Wakem probably need to just to get a little bit more involved, and that'll come with time. That was his first starting gig, so that'll come with time. Uh, I didn't think the Eels were great. I think they're a team that will be top four at the end of the year, and yep. and you know they they will have a lot of improvement in them as well. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I, look, it was a bit of a bit of a you know wishy washy game, but look, uh, I, I think uh, you know given the uncertainty of what's going to happen after round two and the fact that there'll be no crowds this week, it'll be interesting to see how those those teams lift. And I noticed last night on uh, on Channel 9 on their late-night talk uh, show there um, that they a lot of them were getting behind the dogs to beat the Cowboys, which surprised me. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. dogs to beat the Cowboys, in all honesty. Mm, yeah, well, I, I, you know, I, I thought the Broncos-Cowboys game was probably a little bit the opposite of Manly and and the Storm. The, the score sort of blew out at the end with the, the Manly uh, guys letting Melbourne get away a little bit, whereas the Broncos probably were entitled to finish further in front than they did. Agreed. Like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll touch on the Broncos-Cowboys game in a little bit, but continue with what you were saying about the game. Yeah, so, I, yeah, look, um, I think uh, out of the eight games, and I probably saw five of them um, in, in their entirety. I thought uh, some pretty good footy for round one. Um, and, you know, looking forward to round two. But again, you know, with a little bit of trepidation about where it goes after that. So uh, we should all get right into round two because it could be the last one for a while. Agreed. Well, um, touching on that topic, first of all, um, the round two has been announced that, as everyone knows by now, it has been announced that it will go ahead, but it will be behind closed doors. Um, obviously the players will play, but there'll be no fans in the stands. Um, however, um, I'm not going to tell people that the NRL will continue. However, I do believe that the NRL are going to continue after round two. I do believe that they will take a week by week going with the government's advice and stuff. However, they will not stop the play and they'll take a week by week. Um, if needed, they'll rest a team or whatever because people are were losing their minds about the Warriors potentially not playing. Need I remind everyone that the NRL had 15 teams up until 2006. The NRL made it work, um, you know, so they can easily play without a team for the next few weeks if needed. Maybe even shorten the season by four rounds, it making it the you know said the other. Um, however, as we know, the Warriors have announced that they are potentially leaning towards staying in Australia. Long story short, I don't see the NRL actually stopping the season. Um, to all of those people, by all means, everyone, if it does get cancelled, I will 100% own the fact that I was wrong as shit. But I'm calling it right now. The season will continue as planned for the rest of the season. Um, now, touching on the Broncos-Cowboys game, as everyone knows who listens to the podcast, I am a Broncos tragic. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I was very proud of the effort from both teams, first of all, because it could have gone either way at the at the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, Valentine Holmes stepped up at the beginning half of the, of the game, but he sort of disappeared somewhat, you could say, by the end, like towards the end, um, like the back the, the last 20 minutes. The Broncos, I agree with Steve, deserved to win by more points. However, they got, in my opinion, a bit too complacent, and that's that's dangerous against, especially the in the 4X derby, the Broncos-Cowboys game. Um my standout game for the week was the Raiders-Titans. Um, granted, the Panthers were not expected to beat the Roosters, but I, I think the Raiders-Titans game... Granted, the Titans didn't win. Obviously, that was expected. But the Raiders showed that they've still got what it takes, even though it was against the Titans. Um, the, the Raiders showed they still have what it takes to make it this season. Um, they showed they showed form of last year. Even Nickel Coxstad coming off for a HIA and failing it, they still kept going and going and they didn't let up on the titans at all and i think that's the standout game for this round what was your standout game for this round um lads um yeah i'll take this one um so i think i think for me the knights warriors game was probably a standout game um reason why i say that is um everyone kind of expected uh warriors to be a little bit poor um just in their you know uh um pre-season buying and, and whatnot and and that kind of thing. Um, the Knights have had, you know, a reasonable team for the last few years, um, you know, with Mitchell Pierce being there and, you know, a number of players coming um, over from, from the Roosters. And the um, I think, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and the doggy, you know, Clemmer, let's, uh, he shall not be named. Um, um, <laughs> so, but, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to call him Voldemort uh, from now on. Um, <laughs> but, but um, look, I, I, think, I think they really... Um, had a really good game plan against the Warriors. They stuck to it. Um, you know, they, they didn't get everything right on you know on the weekend. But who, who's going to do that? You know, in and round who, one again. Who uh, really cares about that on in round one? As long as you get the win in round one is really all that matters. And yeah, sorry, continue. That's right. That's right. I think, and I think just you know having a look and, and seeing the desperation that they had towards the end of the game, just you know just keep turning up and just you know Warriors had some sets on their line and they just kept shutting them down. Um, and they you know they just they they. They just played for each other, and, and it was good to see, um, you know, them getting some rewards over the last, um, you know, few years where, you know, they, they've had some really good players. They've had, you know, some injuries. You know, Mitchell's been out and, and whatnot, and and I think um, I think this this year would be, be a good year for them. Um, whether they'll make the eight, I, I, I don't know, but, um, you know, they, they started off the season strong last year, uh, but as they got a few injuries and, you know, with some of the, the lower-grade players coming through that the quality wasn't there but i think they've got a, a good a good strong pack and i, I think um you know the, the players on the bench and 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 the talent that's coming through um now i, I think i think they'll have a i think they'll sneak into the eight this year um but it's good you know they're they're basically the only um team to to have a shutout um so yeah mate yeah, they were they were there. They were turned up. You know, they just played for each other. So, um, yeah. So that's I think that's my standout for, for for round one. Nice. And what about you, Steve? Which game was the standout for you? Mate, just before I go on to that, um, I just want to um, I just want to clarify something that the Titans Eels game will go ahead with a crowd okay. uh, this week. It was yeah, it was announced by the NRL that it's only for ga- uh, for uh, games where there's a likelihood of having more than five hundred people present. So um, <laughs> that game will go ahead with uh, with with the Titans faithful. Uh, all jokes aside, <laughs> all jokes aside, mate. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> mate. So, so you- 
So you're telling me that, that um, less than 500 people, so the commentators and, and um, media can't be bothered showing up because it's going to be a boring game? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, probably. The media yeah. and all yeah. that only make up to 200 people max anyway, including the players and media. I, I, um, I, I, I actually think it'll be a pretty good game. Um, look, my standout game for the weekend, and I spoke about it already, um, was Melbourne and Manly. Um, yeah. I've pretty much covered what I thought about the game. Uh, I think that, as I said, look, I think Manly will win the comp, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see Melbourne um, floating around their grand final day as well. Uh, and, and, look, you know, who'd be disappointed in, in, in that game? But uh, my standout player, and this might surprise you guys, was Sean Cappy um, okay. from Manly. I, mate, when that kid came on, um, he made a real difference. He's, he, he actually reminds me a lot of Voldemort, um, Dave Cleaner, and um, he, 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 he was a solid player, uh, just got in. He, he made a mistake early. Uh, I think he had a knock on maybe in his first or second touch, but then he just – you saw in his face his reaction was, I'm going to make up for this, and then he went and he, he, he picked up a, a Storm player and drove him backwards and uh, – even the commentators said they thought it was one of the Trebojevic brothers because just the way the way he was hit. Um, so that was my my standout game, and, and he was my standout player. Um, so yeah, and, and and I actually liked the fact that uh, I didn't see the game, but uh, from what I understand, the Tigers went, went pretty well against the Dragons too. Yes, they did. They come. They they did a not really a come up, come from behind win, but they did have a good win, and they were on the back foot for much of the first half. Um, so yeah, that, that was a pretty good game as well. Um, was was a good game to watch. Um, yeah, no. So as I mentioned, my standout game was Broncos Cowboys, and my standout player was Brody Croft for that game. Um, he he slotted really well into the halfback position for the for his first game for the Brisbane Broncos this um, this year. Made he seems to have made a really good adjustment up there. Um, whether it's the team atmosphere or just in general, he seems to have really taken a shine to that position and I think he'll that position is more or less cemented as his for at least the foreseeable future um, John, absolutely I'm, mate I just I'll just jump in there quickly yeah. too mate I, apart from the fact he looked like he was very settled there I I thought and and Milford himself said it after the game it just made Milford's game so much more relaxed he didn't feel like he had to have such a, an input um, yeah. Brady Croft directed them around the place I thought Milford Really looked a better player for having um, yes. Brody Croft there. I thought the whole team they complemented each other. Team. Well. 100%. Uh, but I've got to say, mate, uh, just on that game, what about David Fafida? Oh, um, the what co- a, I mean, that, what that, a try. That try, you know, just amazing. And uh, to think that he's a, he's a forward um, and, he, and, he's he, a and he's out rower. running. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, great. He, he, if, if people, he'll be. Uh, he, he fucking ankled you know, Valentine he, Holmes when, as while yeah. in the process of scoring. Mate, he, if he's not the the the, the new generation, uh, not that not that the bloke I'm about to mention is 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 part of the older generation by any means, but if Fafita's not getting the Tal Malolo money thrown at him, um, I'll be very surprised within um, the next two years at least. Up. Yeah, agreed. But so, look, I, I think I think the, I think the signs are there. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys that you probably. Could go off too early, throwing big, big money and big contracts. Um, yeah. But I think you know the likes of Sonny Bill, as history shows, you know he, he could have been anything in rugby league. But uh, I think 
David Fafita, he, he's not going to he's not going to stack on weight and turn into a slug or or, or you know I, don't, I just don't see his attitude. He's not cocky. He's not arrogant. Uh, I think he, he's got all the right the right ingredients to be that potentially that next player that a club puts out the big coin for. And although he's a Keeper Park boy, I can't see the Titans uh, picking him up. I think I think he's going to want to stay at the Broncos and he's going to be part of the next generation of Broncos that, that yeah. starts to look at, at winning premierships. And he'll be a big, so. a, big, big, a big part of that and also attracting other players to that club. Yeah, mate. And Jonathan, what were you about to say, mate? Oh, I was just going to say it's funny that you mentioned Tom Malolo because he was one of the chasers. So, um, so uh, yeah, Tom Malolo was trying hard to get him, but yeah, he, he didn't come close to him. So, which says <laughs> so, a lot. He... Um, now, who was your standout player of the round, Jonathan? And then we'll then we'll t- do a bit of talk about our um, fantasy teams and our tips for next round. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my standout player was um, Abby Carousel. Yep. Um, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Appy goes um, over the next few rounds. Um, I think he had a, a, a good game. Um, I think you know we've um, we, we've we've kind of that that nine position vacant there. Um, he's kind of stepped in, come over from from Manly. Um, he wasn't getting the the game time that he really wanted over in Manly. Um, so now he's able to kind of slot into a team where he's, you know, on the park, you know, for the majority of, of the game um, and really take it, you know, a little bit more control yep. um, of, of the ball. And, and, That's um, first kick-off, though. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, look, look, look. He made up for it. Uh, made up for after it. that, he kind of got edged on, you know what I mean? So, you know, it, it just kind of woke him up a little bit and... And away he went. I mean, I mean, he was he was obviously uh, the crowd a clear runner in the... for the next kickoff when he didn't kick it out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, look, he, he scored um eighty four fantasy points. So yes, exactly. unfortunately, I didn't have him my team. But I think over the next couple of rounds, I'll be keeping a close eye on him and and see if I if I'm going to uh, put him in there. But I think I think the service that he was giving, you know, to to Cleary, um, you know, and 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 Louis, I think. It is something that that um, the Panthers needed, just a little bit of glue to hold them together. And he's a tough little, you know, he's a tough little player, and he just kind of, you know, gets in there, sticks his hand up, and just has a go. and And um, and I, I think I, th- I think he'll do well. Uh, but as I said, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the next few weeks to go. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, brand new club, he's on a high, he's you know excited to be playing somewhere different. Um, so we'll we'll see if he comes back to earth a little bit, but. Yep. Um, but hopefully for him, hopefully for him, it, um, you know, he goes goes on and, and has a good season. So yeah, he, he, I think he did really well. But you know, I know I know some people don't really think he's all that much. Look, you know, at Manly, it's hard it's hard to tell you know what kind of play he was. But um, but I, I think he kind of showed some true colours on on the weekend, and um, I, I think you know it was a great hit out for him. I think he'll become a quick fan favourite amongst the fans for Penrith. Um, when it comes to fantasy teams, um, the player that stood out for my team was Payne Haas, gaining a 73. I didn't make him a captain, fucking stupidly. Um, Helmst ever. He, yeah, he, he got a good 73 points. His total has gone up from 999,000 to 1.01 mil. And if that doesn't show anything, I don't know what does. So I've put him as my captain for this round. My vice captain, I've got Jared Croker. Um... The next biggest standout for me in the round just gone was Corey Horsburgh for the Raiders. He managed with no tries, just pure meter readers, post-contact meters, and his um, 
freaking tackles, he gained 59 fucking um, fantasy points. And I think that's a solid effort by him. And uh, and after that would be George Williams in the halves. He gained 64 points. Came, come close in his first game in the NRL. Um to scoring twice, he backed himself, pinned his ears back, as they would say, and went for it. Unfortunately, did not come up with the goods, which could have cost the Raiders potentially two tries, in all honesty. But yeah, um, one player that did not perform was Cody Nicarimo in my half, so I've traded him out for Scott Drinkwater. Hopefully, he brings me a bit more luck this week. What about your fantasy fantasy teammate, and who, who's shone through for you, and have you made any trades yet? Yeah, mate. Um, I've made a couple of trades. So, um, so my total uh, from round one, was um, 705 points. Oh, it did better than me. Um, Mine was 663. <laughs> just, just, just mm-hmm. Um I, I had Ken Smith as my, as my um, captain. Yep. Um, but I, I switched that out as well um, for this week. So I've made uh, Payne Huss as, as my captain this week Smart with um, uh, Cam Smith being, being my vice. Yep. Um, so now a couple of trades that I've, I've made, I took out uh, Josh Reynolds. So I put Josh Reynolds in, in late. Um, yep. And um, he look, he, he, he um, yeah, yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't have you know that that bad a game. So he started off a little bit slow, but he, you know he, he worked into the game, especially that second half. Yes. Um, but I've got um, I've got um, Katoa in there from okay. um, the Warriors. Yep. Had a, oh, well, had a I, I had Katoa on my interchange, and he really shone through on his debut game. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, mate. He's got, he's gone up uh, thirty four thousand, and yes. um, he he got. 43 points yes, um, last week. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's uh, not a bad not a bad little change there. Um, yeah, so hopefully hopefully a couple of changes there, you know. Uh, and I had, um, sorry, I bought, um, I bought, I bought uh, Walters in uh, yeah, from Walters. the Tigers. Yeah. Billy Walters, yeah. And I took out, um, I took out the Billy, I can't remember, from St. George, yep. Billy yep. Britton. Yep. Um, so I took him out of, of, of my team and, and put Billy Walters in. So, Billy for so Billy. So just changed the up. Yeah, Billy for Billy. But, but Billy Walters went up 41,000 and he scored 50 uh, points. So very good value there as well. And Katoa yes. at the moment, like Katoa is only 260,000 and, and – Walters is only two hundred eighty-seven thousand, so some good value for for the points that they're scoring. So hopefully, I might be able to use them as cash cows later on and and um, get a in. few um, get yeah, cash in, mate, and, and upgrade. So fingers crossed. Now switching over to tipping. Um, first of all, our final tackle podcast tipping competition is up and running. Um, we have twenty-one competitors at the moment in our tipping comp the entries are still open until the fourth round because by then not gonna lie if you join in the fourth round you've really got no hope you've got two hopes bob open no hope um now rounding out the top eight after round one we've got mark tukey former warriors and Parramatta eels gun he's he's he got seven from eight so he is first second place we've got obone 10 which is james o'brien he's a manly tragic um he's in second place then we've got old mate me uh third place then we've got Paul Upfield, former St. George, uh, sorry, uh, Steelers and Balmain player. Then we've got Big Mutts of the podcast in fifth place. Then we've got Chris Hemsworth, not the player, sorry, not the um, celebrity, but a uh, Parramatta tragic in sixth. Then we've got uh, uh, Petrov, I can't, I don't know his first name. It's just S, so I'm going to say Petrov. He's in seventh. And rounding uh, out. Stephen Petrov in seventh. Then we've got Ethan. Romerul in 8th, he's a manly tragic. Rounding out the bottom four, in 18th we've got Bunny Mummy, which is Tracy Hill, sorry, Hamill. 
Uh, that's Angus's mother, so shout out to Angus and Angus's family. <laughs> then we've got Jono. Hi, <laughs> then we've got Jono in 19th position. Then we've got Angus, Ango, in 20th. And rounding out at 21st, we've got Troy Neal, who's a Sharks tragic and will never tip against the Sharks. Now, going into round two, my tips. Yeah. Pardon me. My tips. That's out. Big appeal. Yes, it's out. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I've tipped the Bulldogs to go to win against the Cowboys. I've tipped Penrith to beat Dragons. The margin I've tipped is six points. Um, I think it'll be close because the Dragons will be hungry for a win in the second round. Um after coming so close and then dropping off against the Tigers. And I've got the Broncos tipped against the Rabbitohs. Then we've then I've got the Raiders to beat the Warriors. And I'm undecided against the Sea Eagles against the Roosters, so I'm going to wait until Saturday to put my tip in for that. On Saturday, I've got the Storm against the Sharks. I've got the Tigers to beat the Knights, and I've got the Eels to inadvertently beat the Titans. However, um... As I said, I'm not sure it could go either way with the Roosters Manly. That's why, as I said, I'm still deciding. I'll decide at around 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday as to who I tip for that game. Um, now, Steve-O and Jono, who are your tips? And who do you think will be the, um, you could say, surprise win this round? Mate, don't leave it too long putting that tip in for the Roosters of Manly. You could have coronavirus by then. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, mate, obviously it goes without saying. I'm, I'm taking the dogs, and as I said, a couple of the the expert pundits have got uh, got on the back of the dogs as well. So it's made me feel a little bit better. Uh, I've got the dogs by two points over the Cowboys. Um, I've taken the Dragons to beat the Panthers, and I think that's simply because of the Flanagan influence at the club now. Yep. Uh, I think. There's, he he will uh, really have him up for that game against Penrith. Penrith, a bit of a surprise win, of course. The Roosters, I don't think anybody would be expecting that. Hold, hold so, up, Steve-O. Hold up, Steve-O. Uh, welcome, Big Mutts, to the chat. Good uh, lads. How are we? How are we? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. We're just going through our tips for round two and who we think will be, A, the surprise win, and um, you know, just going through who we've put in as tipping for next round. Um, so we're going with Steve-O first, and then we'll cross over to you for your tips. Oh, good. Go ahead, Steve-O. Sorry, mate. Hey, big nuts. Um, Steve. So, mate, yeah, I, I, I've taken the Dragons because of the Flanagan um, uh, influence there at the club and the fact that Penrith have, have, have had a win. Um, I think the Dragons might just sneak in. Uh, surprisingly, that's not my surprise uh, tip for the week, though. I've got the Broncos to beat South. That's uh, probably a lot, a lot to do with the fact that it's, it's, it's in Bris Vegas. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I think that, uh, yeah, we could be, you know, with the Brady Croft Milford as the weeks go on, I think they're just going to improve. Uh, my surprise tip for the week is the Warriors to beat the Raiders. Ooh, and okay. the, reason, the, the reason I've got that one is because, uh, as we know, the, the Warriors have stayed in, in town. Um, they're actually, uh, they trained at Coogeon today, which is just the other side of the, the border there in, into New South Wales. Um, <clears throat> they're going to be playing at Seabus, which is going to have, um, a, 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 you know, albeit there'll be no crowds there, they do get a lot of a lot of support from the Kiwis up here um, that'll probably get behind them uh, in other ways. Um, so I, I, I just feel that the fact that they've stayed together they're the only club that's going to be it's going to be like an origin camp for the Warriors this week they'll be, they'll be together the whole time and, and I think that'll have a, uh, a huge influence on 
wanting to play for each other and you know, the brotherhood and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the, the talk for them. Uh, they have a tip. I've gone um, the Roosters over Manly. Uh, I wanted to go Manly, but I just think the Roosters coming off a loss to Penrith is going to be enough to get them uh, across the line against Manly. And Manly will probably go none from two. Yep. Uh, Melbourne to beat the Sharks, albeit at Shark Park. I think the Storm will just be too good there. We've got the Tigers to beat the Knights. I think that's going to be a really close game. Uh, yep. Not 100% convinced, but I had to, you know, had to, had to make a tip. So I've gone with the Tigers, and uh, I had to go to the Eels to beat the Titans. I just the Titans for me. Um, in years gone by, those games where they've had players retiring, or it's a player's 200th game, or there's an occasion behind the game, they just can't get up for anything. <laughs> um, Mate, they, they, I've seen, I've seen eighty-year-old blokes on Viagra get up for things more than the Titans. So <laughs> I cannot, I cannot pick them this week. It'll, it'll be the Eels by, you know, how much? Twelve plus. <laughs> um, crossing yeah, over to Big yeah. Muds, mate. Um, first of all, let's get your super coach and how your team did and who your standout player was, because we've just had Jono and myself talking about fantasy, and then after that, we'll go for your tips. All right. Um. Steve Muds, well, the super coach was actually, I was happy I pulled out a 1,066, uh, I think. Uh, I captain Payne Haas. He pulled a solid 74, uh, running for 200 metres and, and everything else that he does. Peter was up there. Um, Caitlin Ponga was another solid standout. But the surprise packet was uh, Billy Walters playing for 80 minutes. Yep. Uh, and the thing with Luke Brooks injured and, and then Josh Reynolds Obviously, coming into the halves for the Tigers, Billy Walters playing 80 minutes was a, a nice little addition to the side. Um, he's coming in nice and cheap, so he'll be a cash cow. Now, the standout who's not in my side was Happy Happy Coruscant. He was he yeah he was he was brilliant. Jack Whiten had a big put up big numbers for the Raiders. Um, who else put up big numbers? Uh, not too many more people did. Um, oh, Isaiah Yo had an outstanding game yep. in the. Upset over the Roosters, he, he played 80 minutes, and um, he he put up some big numbers, but that was about it. Okay. Um, looking, probably won't make any trades this week. Um, trying to save them, so you know, all things are going down. But my tips for this week, I'm looking at um, the first game on Thursday night. Is I just I just don't know what to do. Like last year, I was dead set the Thursday night curse. I couldn't pick a couldn't pick a winner if it was in front of you on a Thursday night. Um, I think the Cowboys could bounce back. Um, both were were fairly solid without being spectacular in their games last week. Um, Canterbury put up a good effort against the Eels, and they just, you know, a single try got them over the line. And while the Cowboys scored 20, 21 points against the Bronx, all of their tries did come off Broncos' mistakes. Um, no, no real, you know, nothing there. So I think, you know, kind of contradicting myself, I don't know. Flip a coin, Cowboys. Um, George couldn't get it done against the Tigers without Luke Brooks. Um, Penrith will be riding high after beating the Roosters. Um, I think Penrith will get the, get the chockies there. Uh, what about the Marlins? Um, do you think for the Panthers-Dragons game? Oh, that'll be a close one, I think. I think Panthers 1-12. Mm-hmm. Um, Bronx in a close one over the Rabbitohs. I think the loss of Pango Jr. is good. Um, it's not good, sorry. Is going to be will benefit um, 
the Rabbitohs. Because when when they have their starting forward off the forwards off the off the park, the Rabbitohs are pretty pretty light in the middle. Yep. So that's when Cameron Murray switches from the edge back to the middle, which gives them a lot of punch through through the middle and then quick play the ball. So it'll, it'll be definitely a good game with a bit of a grudge match there between Seabold and Bennett. Yep. Um, so, but Broncos got uh, dispensation from the NRL for Ethan Bullimore to have, make his debut today. Yep. Uh, he's been rated as one of the fastest forwards in the NRL. Oof. So that'll be interesting to see here he goes. Jamila Hopawati from making his NRL debut last week is in the starting side. Yep. He replaces King Guy, who's out for four weeks. Um, obviously, with that um, late shot on, on O'Neill. Um, the Warriors, they're in all sorts. I know they're playing Canberra at Seabus. I, I think this one is just about my lock of the round. I think this one will be the, the Raiders by how many? Yep. Um, I think George Williams and and Whiten and Croker and that are just going to run right. Um, not, not, not good news for the Warriors. Um, the Roosters game's no longer at um, Central Coast anymore. Yep. It's not at... Um, it's been moved back to Leichhardt. Yep. Um, I think the Roosters will be fuming, will bounce back. They lost to Mayano with a knee injury, but um, Angus Crichton's got over pneumonia, so he'll just slot straight back in the starting side for him. No Boyd Cordner again. Manly, while they were good and defended quite well against Melbourne, they seem to offer nothing in attack. Um, I think the Roosters very rarely lose two in a row, and that, that'll be the case again this week. Um, Storm come up against their old nemesis from the 2016 Grand Final, the Sharkies. Um, Storm were quite impressive last week. Offensively, they just seem to slot back into the way that they, they finished last year. They're a, um, they're a defensive juggernaut, the Storm. I think the Storm will take that one out. Uh, both teams in the next game, the West Tigers versus Newcastle. Both teams were very impressive on the weekend. Um, so I think the Tigers were a bit lucky that the, the Dragons couldn't you know, couldn't finish off a couple of really good opportunities in the last sort of 10 to 15 minutes. They they had some really good opportunities to, to score some tries and and, and uh, win the game, but the Dragons weren't able to finish it. So um, I think Newcastle with Pierce Conger, Lama Saifidi, uh, yeah, I think they'll take it out. Yep. Uh, and I agree with... Um, I don't think there'll be too many surprises, unfortunately. I'd love to say that the Titans will upset um, the, <laughs> the Eagles. But, um, but no. <laughs> yeah, no, I just can't, I can't see that happening. Um, I think if any if any surprise, if there'll be any surprise, it, for me it'll be St. George beating Penrith. Okay. Because I I just don't think, I just don't think St. George, they, I can't see where they're going to score points. If they panic Zach Lomax, pull back one game, they're shifting him back to the wing. Duffy comes in at fullback. But, uh, yes, yeah, so a Parramatta by, I agree with, with Steve, they're Parramatta by how many? Yep. Mitch um, Moses will run right. And that will restore everyone in Supercoach's faith because a lot of them lost their mind because Moses didn't have a good game against against the Doggies last week, didn't score well, and he was owned, I think he's owned by about 53, 60, 53 or 63% of everyone playing Supercoach. So... When he doesn't have a good game, you definitely know about it. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, thank you for your tips. And crossing over to Jonathan with your tips for the round two. 
Yeah, mate. Um, so first game on Thursday night, uh, Dogs and Cowboys. Um, I think the hard game against Para, the the tight de- defensive game, will probably play into their favour. So I'm, I've gone the the Dogs in that game. Um, Cowboys got off to a good start um, against uh, Brisbane, um, but I think um, I think Dogs are just just squeak home in that one. Um, the second game, I've got uh, Panthers. Um, you know, they're kind of becoming the kings of comeback. And any time you kind of put 12 to 14 points on them, um, they start looking dangerous. Um, and, and then kick-out comes on the field and, 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 and you, you're kind of looking over your shoulder going, well, here they come. And they just rolled right over the Roosters on the weekend. So um, I've got them beating uh, Dragons by 22. So I've gone out oh, on a limb saying it's going to be a bit of a no, Yeah, wow. Yep, yep. Um, so, and funnily enough, that's the um, that was the unanswered points that they scored against uh, Roosters. Uh, oh well, it was t- twenty-two points to two um, after after Roosters got out to the the twelve-point lead. Yep. Um, in uh, in the next game on Friday, I've I've taken the Broncos over the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, a bit of a strange one last week. We've uh, been at taking out uh, Latrell fifty-five minutes in. Um, something's kind of smelling a bit fishy around that, that kind of, you know, that play there. Um, I know a few people questioned during the week. Um, he's going to, he's going to take time to get right. You know, if they're going to bring him in and out of the games, I, I don't think they're going to be gelling, you know, a hundred percent, um, you know, for a few weeks. So I think, um, what Bronco showed, um, to kind of, you know, they they obviously there's a, there's a few new faces in the in the Broncos, and you know they've got a young team. Um, the Cowboys scared them early on, yep. and uh, I think they um they they got their heads together and they go, you know what, we've got these boys, and and they just you know they just went for it. Yeah, there's you know Cowboys came back a little bit, but you expect that they've got a you know decent decent team there. Um, so but yeah, Broncos for for mine. Um, Warriors and Raiders, mate. Raiders all money in that one. Warriors really um, showed little fight. Um, they really, you know, didn't settle into game at all, and they were just a little bit sloppy. Yep. Um, so Raiders on that one. Um, Roosters and Seagulls on Sunday. I've taken the the Seagulls on that one just based on their performance against Melbourne, um, and also Roosters just absolutely falling apart against Para. Um, so. Uh, I'm predicting that uh, the two-time world club champions uh, will zero and two um, to start the season. Um, and the final game of the round, I have the Storm beating the Sharks. Um, I think with Morris leaving after this round, um, really, I don't think they've got the depth to replace him at the moment. I know they're looking at a forward to kind of come in from the Roosters. I don't know if that's happening or not, but um, I, I, I think um, they're, they're just not the side that they were a couple of years ago, and I think they're going to struggle to make the eight. Um, and Storm just Storm just kept rolling, on, just like coming in. You know, they, they just really got in there, and um, you know, at the, at the back end of the um, game, and um, yeah, they tough tough out a win, um, despite it blowing out. Um, it was a tough game, and. And they, you know, good teams find find ways to win, and I think I think they'll 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 get the bickies for me for that one. Fair enough. Um, what game do you think will be the surprise upset of the round? Mate, um, 
surprise upset. I don't really think there's a surprise upset. Um, but if I had to, if I had to kind of pick something, I'd probably say, um, just one second. <coughs> Excuse me. You got the coronavirus, uh, mate. Um, yeah, I've just um, isolated myself in the car away from the family. Um, so yeah, I might be here for twelve days or fourteen days. Oh. Um, but, yeah. Um, but I think I think the Seagulls probably a bit of a surprise because I think most people are, uh, are going to tip the Roosters this week on the back of what they showed against Panthers, um, and most people are saying oh, they're, they're not going to do that again this this week. Um, but I think the Seagulls just showed um, you know a little bit more for for, for mine, and um, yeah, I think I think I, I think most people go Roosters, so I think that's that's going to be a surprise. No fair call. Um... Yeah. That about wraps up the time we've got, because uh, about 40 minutes, I like to wrap it up around that time for the for this type of episode. Thank you very much, lads, for joining. Uh, Big Muds, Jono, and steve And everyone, we will be live on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We will be doing a commentary for one game per... per um, sorry, four games per round as of this round coming up. We've got the Thursday game, the Bulldogs taken on the Cowboys. We will be live on Twitch. Then we've got the Broncos <coughs> taken on the Bunnies. Then the Saturday game, we're calling the Roosters Manly. And the Sunday game, we're calling the Tigers Knights. So be sure to tune in twitch.tv forward slash the final tackle. Thank you very much, guys, for joining me. And everyone get keen for round two. And let's hope there's more fucking games to come after that. Happy days. Good luck getting your toilet rolls. I got 48 yesterday. <laughs> Good lad. Go the dog. Go the dog. See you, lads. Too easy. Thank hey. you.